again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not true Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is uh, Tuesday and Ross Gregory joins us. Hi, Ross. Oh, Ross, you've gone off. He's disappeared. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll play the ads and see what we can do on the technical side of things. Bear with us, folks. A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. Their website is mrvickies.co.uk. If you want to contact the guys, email info at mrvickies.co.uk or telephone 01768 210102. Big thanks to New Workwear. Uh, they are an agile and dedicated workwear provider launched in 2018. For more information, go to the website, newworkwear.com. Big thanks, as always, to Media Arts for the help with the video side of things. If you want to support the channel, hit the subscribe button, become a subscriber today. Hit the thumb up under the video, which likes the video, and click share to share to your other social media. Click join if you want to become a member of the channel for as little as $1.99. Or take a one-off payment uh, for the cult membership. You can get in via this QR code if you've got a smartphone. Or look for membership pack on the website, nufcmatters.com. What do you get for your one-off £25 payment? You get a scarf, a pen, and a cup, and a membership card, and entry into the monthly draw. Don't forget, if you want a car sticker, all you need to do is subscribe to the show, and then email John at nufcmatters, and he will post you a free car sticker out. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And we also support the Food Bank on this channel. NUFCFansFoodbank.co.uk is the virtual match day bucket where you can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. The new Alan Shearer raffle is underway. 150 tickets at a pound a ticket. You could win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball from the 260 dinner. And now at nufcmatters.com. We've got a few events coming up. August the 5th sees Gavin Peacock at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £10. And you can get them now from nufcmatters.com. Our Christmas event takes place on the 7th of December at the Tyneside Irish Centre. And that's an evening with Frank Clark. Tickets are £15 and available from nufcmatters.com. Finally, Waddle... Keegan, Beardsley and Friends. The class of 84 is on at the Town Theatre and Opera House on Westgate Road in Newcastle on Thursday, January the 25th. Tickets are now available from the Town Theatre and Opera House dot co dot UK or telephone 0844 That's the box office. Telephone number 0844 Okay, Ross should be back with us. Little internet issues with uh, Ross, uh, but he is, he's there, he's moving. Hi, Ross, you okay? Hi, Steve, I am. Can you hear me okay? 
Yeah, good to see you, mate. It's not, not the greatest, but we uh, we will persevere. England uh, and Australia playing out this last day of a fascinating opening test game in the Ashes. And uh, Australia need 62 to win. England need three more wickets. And uh, new ball coming in two and a half overs. So it's going to be an interesting finish. I'll uh, keep you up to date with that uh, as we progress. But uh, as always, an hour of Newcastle United conversation uh, to be had. And uh, we tend to cover... The stories in the Chronicle um, on this show with Ross and uh, Anthony Robinson is a left back that Newcastle United have uh, supposedly been looking at uh, in the last few weeks. He is uh, at Fulham and uh, Newcastle, of course, looking to strengthen the left back department despite Dan Byrne having a great season. He's still got 12 months to run on his Fulham deal. Uh, he is attracting interest from elsewhere, but it is understood that um, the American international could be available for perhaps uh, as little as 30 million, maybe a little bit less if he wants to move. So that's the one that the Chronicle are running with there, Ross. Yeah, yeah. The the, the guys on the desk um, ran that one, the, I think, at lunchtime today. Um, you know, Anthony Robinson is somebody who Newcastle have been linked with previously. They've got a bit of a, a long-standing interest in him. Um and left back, as we know, is, is a position that Newcastle are, are, are interested in, in strengthening. I know they've got Dan Byrne and Matt Target and uh, Paul Dummett and Jamal Lewis who can all play there. But we, we've said before, it's about for Newcastle this season. It's about upgrades. It's about you know where can they get that extra you know one or two or three percent out of the um, out of the the, the team in, in in terms of signings. Where can they improve them them small percentage? points that that they need to 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 you know maintain a push around the top four and, and Anthony Robinson is, is somebody who's who's like I say he's been on the on the radar for, for a while. He is very highly rated. I think if you if you cast your mind back a couple of years, a couple of three years, he very nearly got a, a big move from uh I think it was Wigan at the time to to AC Milan. Um but only only from to, to fail his medical there was an issue with his um with his with his uh, a heart issue or, or something like that, I can't quite recall the, the exact issue. But um, he was a he was a teenager then. He very nearly got a, a big move to, to to Milan. Since then, he's kind of rebuilt his career a little bit, and he's done well at, at Fulham. And and I think it was Aaron Stokes who did the piece for for the Chronicle today is is bang on when he says that you know they can potentially look at getting him on a on a reduced day. Um, and that would it would be. It'll be an interesting signing. I'll be honest, I don't know if he's the... I've seen little bits of Anthony Robinson over the years and he's one of those players that you always keep an eye on because you have heard Newcastle link with him in the the past. I'm not saying he's not a good player because he is. He's he's a very good player. He's a Premier League player, so he he obviously is. But personally, is he he a a bigger upgrade on on Dan Byrne, Matt Target, all all these sort of players who, who Newcastle currently have? I'm not sure. Personally, that's just my opinion. I think there's probably better left backs out there. But if he's available on a on a good fee, and he is somebody that the, the clubs identified for a period of time now, then it might be something that uh, that that could come to fruition this this summer. Yeah. Okay. Interesting one. We will uh, watch that with interest. Um, James Madison's been linked for the last three windows, and um, lots of lots of chat about him. Of course, international week, and uh, so Madison sitting alongside. Kieran Trippier and Callum Wilson on the bench last night. Um, 
talk about him potentially going to Tottenham um, and favouring Tottenham as opposed to a move to Newcastle. But uh, a lot of it's just paper talk, Ross. Um, you know, we're in the last chance saloon, I think, with this one, aren't we, really? And um, you know, Madison's, Madison's future is going to be decided sooner rather than later. Yeah, look, he's going to move this summer. There's no doubt at all about that. He's um, he's not going to be staying at um, at Leicester with with uh, not long left on his contract, especially after they've been relegated. They need to raise funds themselves. They need to to to, to sell um, to you know to, in order to be able to strengthen. But obviously, the, their revenues are going to drop, uh, fall into the into the championship. So. James Madison will go, will leave Leicester this this summer. There's absolutely no doubt about that. The question is, where will he end up? Um, and I still think he will he will come to Tyneside. I still think he will end up at, at Newcastle. Um I think he's obviously he's obviously going to be a, a, a player who's got a lot of interest in him. Um he's going to have plenty of clubs chasing after him, as you would expect a current in England international. If Newcastle can agree on the fee, which I think will probably be the ultimate sticking point with, with Madison, you know, Leicester are going to want top top money from even though they've been relegated, they, they're still going to hold out for, for a good fee from. Whether Newcastle are prepared to push that boat out or, or they decide, look, uh, uh, you know, we want to we want to go elsewhere and we want to, to, to look for um look for another alternative, which we can potentially get in at, at better value, then then that's going to be the, the decision. But I've seen that. I've seen tweets and, and messages this week uh, and today saying that that Newcastle or want that deal done by the end of this week, or they'll, or they'll you know, they don't want a saga dragging on. I, the only way I can see this this going through it is a transfer saga. I can see this going all the way through to the, you know, maybe deeper into the window, not saying right to the end, but you can see this rumbling on for another two, three weeks potentially because. Leicester are going to be holding out for, for for top money. And you often find that it, it only takes one transfer deal to go through somewhere, uh, whether it's in the Premier League or whether it's in in, um, in Europe. And it, and it creates a kind of domino effect. Um, Newcastle won't be held to ransom on, on any player. And we've seen that um, plenty of times over the years, uh, over the last year or, or two since the ownership came in. They will not be held to ransom for, for players. They will they, they have a... Of a, an understanding, a valuation of a player, whether it's Anthony Gordon or Sven Botman or whoever it is, they have a valuation that they put on players, and they and just because they've they've got the extra um, financial weight behind them since the the takeover, it doesn't mean that they're going to just pay out silly money for for players. That they're going to have a they're going to do things right and and do things um, by the book in, in 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 a budget in a in a in a manner that that they feel is fitting financially. So. I can see this one with Madison going on and on a little bit, a little bit longer. But you know, I, I still think he will end up at uh, at Newcastle. Interesting article from Lee Ryder in the Chronicle today, just saying that Newcastle are refusing to budge after being quoted huge fees for summer transfer targets, including Madison. They're saying that you know the Foxes are sticking to their guns on an asking price of more than sixty million on Madison. Uh, also, Dominic Sabozlai, uh, you know, talking about him having a release clause of sixty million. I mean, are these prices likely to put Newcastle United off Ross? Do you think? We're losing you there, Ross. We're losing you there, Ross. I'll, I'll repeat the question. I'm not sure whether you'll have heard the question or not, but I'm just saying, do you think the sixty million pound price tags will put Newcastle United off? 
Liverpool put players. I don't think it will put Newcastle off, Steve. I think I think Newcastle will pay sixty million for a player this summer. I think I think whether they'll they can afford to pay sixty million for two players, if that makes sense, afford to spend a million on Madison and sixty million on another player and, and potentially a third player. I think that's the issue. Um, but I do think they will they will spend sixty million. I wouldn't be surprised if they went close or broke the the, the transfer record, which is obviously currently for um, stands for Alexander Isak. I think they'll I think they'll absolutely absolutely go to sixty million if they need if they feel it's the right player at the at the um, at the right price. I just don't think that they're, they're prepared necessarily with with James Madison at this point to to go there. It's still very early in the window, and they want to weigh all their options. And obviously, Leicester, Leicester have got a sell-on clause, I believe, with, with Madison as well. So they're going to have to keep pushing that price up to, to get more money in. Um, but yeah, I should need to go to that with um, with Alexander Rizak. And I think they will again this summer. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to have to play like a, another little section of ads, Ross, because your, your internet's dipping right out again. I'm not sure whether you want to try and get back onto your uh, your hotspot again, because I know that's what dipped out before. But I don't want it to spoil the, uh, the you know the show for for people back home if they can't make out your answers clearly. So I'll let you flip over to that now, mate, and I'll stick a, another couple of ads on. We still do seven NUFC matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. Okay, Ross, uh, we'll go again. Um, yeah, so Bosley as well. I mean, talk of uh, a £60 million you know, release kind of clause on his contract to... To, to you know, to even start that that ball rolling again, that name's still getting bandied around as a potential signing for Newcastle, isn't it? It is. It is, Stevie. Yeah. I'm just double checking. You can you can can you am I back or can you hear me back? It's it's not great at all, mate. It, I don't know what what's the matter today. It could just be the weather with with your internet connection because you don't have the greatest internet internet connection. I know that's for certain. So we'll just have to go with it, Ross, for now. And we'll you know people at home will, will understand. I'm sure. Yeah. So sorry about that, uh, that guys. I'll, I'll I'll hopefully get uh, up and running again in a in a little bit. Um, yeah. Look, Newcastle is still very much interested. Um, the, the release clause, and there is talk of the release clause having a deadline set on it as well. It'll only be active for, for a period of, um, of another week or 10 days. But, um, but yeah, there's a real, there is a release clause there. Is that a wicket in the cricket there, Steve? Caught and bowled, mate. Uh, third, a third opportunity uh, for Root. I feel so sorry for him. The first one came at 100 miles an hour and he dropped it. The second one was so low and it was, it was a half chance. But this one, Straight down the middle, almost a carbon copy, but just a little bit slower into his hands. He fumbled it and he caught it into his midriff. But that's uh, two wickets remaining now for Australia. 
they are 53 away from winning the test. Uh, this is a honestly, this has been a fantastic game of cricket. And I know it's not everyone's cup of tea this game, but Alice Carey, 50 balls he faced, and he's gone by 20 runs and uh, into the tail enders uh, very much so now. So hopefully, I'll, I'll keep you with this. Hopefully, we might see an Ashes, uh, Ashes first test win uh, whilst we're live on the show. But yeah, go on, Ross. Sorry, mate. Yeah, so Slob is like, look, he's a talented player. He's got a release clause in his contract. Again, it's up to Newcastle whether they decide whether he's, he's worth that. I think 60 million for, for Slob is like is, is a lot of money to pay. Um, I think it's a, you know, he's, he's, not, he's unproven in, in England and he's, and he's you know, he's still only 20 years old. I do think that's a lot of money to pay. And, and they'll have to weigh up whether 60 million for Slob is is better than 60 million for, for Madison. And that's that's going to be the um, the decisions. I don't think they'll be able to bring both in. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting summer. We knew that from the very start, and um, you know we will watch those two particular names with interest. Tom Dixon brings up another one, which of course is Barella. Uh, again, a story which has been covered quite heavily in the Evening Chronicle. Uh, for Ross, is there anything on Nicolo Barella? Do you think we'll get him, Ross? I don't. I don't think. I don't think Newcastle will get him. Um, Unfortunately, he's look. He's a he's a great player. He's, he's absolutely he's an absolute top top class um, midfielder, and he's he's somebody who would who would probably grace pretty much, in my opinion, probably much grace every every top team in in Europe. I think he's that good. Um, can you castle? Can you castle? Pinch somebody like that under from underneath the noses of of some of Europe's elite. This is, you know, who's played in Champions League finals, who's who's still in in prime of his career. You know, he's only 25, 26. Um, I think Inter Milan will, will, will obviously desperately want to hold on to him. Whether they can financially um, turn down big, big money because of their this, this, the financial situation that they're in at the minute is 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 an interesting one. But you know, if Newcastle are coming in with bids of fifty million, I don't think that'll be anywhere near. Um, acceptable for, for Inter Milan and if, if Inter Milan do decide to sell uh, Nicola Borello I think there'll be a rush on his for his services I think there'll be a bit of a, a bid and more um, and I'd be surprised if Newcastle were able to to secure that one it, it feels one like that it feels like you've got to get it done quickly you've got to get it done quickly and under the radar and tie it seal it seal the, the, the transfer before anybody's kind of alerted to it now that clubs have been alerted to it I just think that one would be would be a really difficult one to do. Look, I think if you could, if Newcastle could sign Barella, would be an absolutely unbelievable piece of business. And hats off to the club for even for even you know getting close to it. And and I really really do hope that that they can push that one through. But I'd be I'd be really surprised if if you know to answer the question, I, I don't think it's going to quite happen. Uh, Mick Gilchrist, good evening. Says fifteen percent owed to Norwich from the sale of Madison. So Leicester will try and squeeze every penny out. Levy is difficult to deal with, though. Uh, Ian McKenna says Barella is certainly the type of player we are looking to bring in, but fifty million is a bit of a joke. David Cook says, "Are the stories about Rabillo real? I wasn't sure that he was an Eddie type of player." Not sure on him. I don't know. I'm not sure who Rabillo is. He's not someone who's come across my my. Uh, my understanding, my my knowledge, so I wouldn't be able to comment on that one, David, I'm afraid. David McLeod says, if Madison's in two minds, whether to join a Champions League team or Spurs, let him go to Spurs. He'll regret it in the end, which I think a lot of people are saying. Barella would be outstanding, says Mick. 
Barella is closer to 100 million rather than 50 million, says would be farmer. Is Barella's 70 million pound release clause true? Don't know. I don't know. I don't know about, about whether he's got a, a release clause in. If he if he has got a release clause and it's 70 million, I'd be in Newcastle and go to 70 million, I'd be absolutely snapping the hands up because I agree with um I agree with, with would be farmer. I think he's much closer to to um I think he's much closer to, to 100 million than he is 50 million. Um, I understand you try to get uh, players in on the cheap uh, slightly, and um, you know you've you've got to make your opening bids and, and everything else like that. But but Barella is a is a is a world class world class player. Um, like I say, he, he would he would be a, a valuable addition to any team. So um, you know if you could get him for for 60, 70 million, even 80 million, you know I think it's I think it's good business. Amen says, uh, lads, the young left-back at Chelsea, Lewis Hall, is outstanding. I wonder would Chelsea sell him to Newcastle if they were interested? It's interesting. Do you think Do you think the likes of Chelsea would do business with Newcastle? I mean, Newcastle did make a big thing of going down there in the early days of ownership of the club. Amanda and me and dad were, uh, you know, were, were, were seen uh, schmoozing, if you like, with uh, Todd yeah. Bowley. So, um, you know, building up a relationship with, with one of the uh, so-called big six um you know, before our uh, gear crashing of that particular party, um, was was fairly obvious, and, and it was front and centre, Ross. Well, clubs do 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 business between each other. You know, at the, at the top end, it has to be if the deal's right, then then clubs will always do business. So, you know, you could look at you could look at Arsenal and Man City, and yeah, there's obviously a bit of a relationship there with Arteta and Guardiola and everything else like that. But you know, Man City sold two of their Top players, if you like, in, in Sterling and in, in, uh, sorry, in, in Zinchenko and, and Gabriel Jesus to to um, to Arsenal. They sold Sterling to, to Chelsea. So teams will do business with each other at that top end if they think it's the right deal for them. Obviously, Man City weren't particularly perturbed about losing losing them three players to to what you would class as as rivals. You know, it might be slightly different with with Newcastle coming up as the new kids on the block and and you know people feeling a little bit threatened by them um but if the if the money's right if the deal's right then then absolutely you know they will do it um i just i just i'm always wary of of you know you, you go to you go to those top those clubs and, and why would they sell you this player for that money why would they sell why would they sell you uh, one of their best players or are they selling you somebody who they think they don't need anymore they, they, they think's not up to the standard Similar with, like I say, with Arsenal and, and Man City, you know, Pep Guardiola wasn't bothered about losing Gabriel Jesus and, and Zinchenko when he's got people like Haaland coming in, is he? So, um, he, you know, there were obviously players that, that they didn't particularly really wasn't bothered about losing Raheem Sterling particularly, and, and that's been proven to be right as well because he's had a poor season at Chelsea. So you've always got to be a little bit wary of, um, of signing other people's cast-offs, I think. Uh, John Askew says, even everyone, Ross, do you think the obvious intent in Saudi Arabia to strengthen their league will have a bad effect on the Premier League in the future? Players in their prime might be tempted by greater riches. It's a good point. It is. It's a real thorny subject, this one, isn't it? And, and obviously, Newcastle's owners right at the at the heart of it. Um, it's... It's a, it's look. You, you look at some of the players who've moved who've moved to to the um, to the Saudi league, and some of them are obviously right at the back end of their careers, and and you know are, are going for a, a huge payday and one last payday, and and you know your Ronaldo's a, 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 a 
perfect example of that. The one which is really, really quite quite interesting is is Ruben Neves, you know, a player who's who has a host of clubs interested him in, in Europe and could be playing Champions League football. You know, Barcelona were 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 to be very close to signing him and and you know Newcastle have been linked with him in the past, Man United have been linked with him in the past. He's a he's a good player. He's a very good player and and you know get him for 40, 45 million is good money as well. Is is decent business. So for him to 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 apparently kind of eschew all that all that options in in Europe to to sign for to to move to Saudi, it's got to be financial. It's only that's the only reason he's going there. It'll, it'll be financial, um, and that that's a, that's an interesting one in terms of in in terms of looking at it and thinking well. This player, you know, th- this might be an attraction now for players who are in the prime of their career, who are, who are not 33, 34, 35, but are in the mid 20s and, and, and the, at the peak of their powers. Having said that, we've seen it before with um, with China, um, with the Chinese league, and, and lots of players going there, and it, and it, it, it was short lived. It didn't last for, for various different reasons, which are probably completely different to what's going on in, in Saudi Arabia at the minute. But um, I don't think it'll happen. Too much of a, a detrimental negative effect on on the Premier League in the short term uh, because you know this is this is still a well paid league. It's still where players can make a lot of money and can play at the best competitions at the peak of their powers. So I don't think short term, long term, you know, you never know. You never know how long this something like this will will last and if it becomes something that's that's um, that's long standing and that has a little bit of sustainability about it, then. You never know. It could become a, it could become a, a major player in the football game. Suggestions as well, of course, that uh, players could be bought by Saudi teams and loaned back to Newcastle. I think that's, uh, I, you know, I mean, it, it could happen to anybody, of course. But uh, lots of people putting two and two together and getting five, aren't they? Yeah, they are. There's there's all sorts of um, there's all sorts of rumours and um, conspiracy theories all over all over social media and all all over everywhere else. Look, the, the, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia are, are looking to promote their own league. They're looking to develop it and they're looking to do to 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 make it a major player in in, in world football. That's obvious. Whether whether it's what the impact is long term and short term on the Premier League and Newcastle United, you know, we can't really tell yet. I think it's it's more about their overarching strategy of of um of improving the game and bringing extra revenue and, and finance into into their into their game as part of their, their a long term project rather than something that's that's a little bit um, you know conspiracy theory led with uh, with Newcastle unfortunately. Yeah, uh, lots of lots of stuff coming up uh, about Chelsea as well. Question, Steve: Why are PIF helping Chelsea out with a sales cause? In the end, they are making an enemy for the top four stronger. And there are no signs of any players coming in that will improve us. I think it's early days with that particular relationship. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think they've made an ally of Chelsea rather than an enemy of Chelsea. But um, we'll just have to wait and see uh, how it all uh, pans out. Uh, just cutting back to the cricket, uh, two huge sixes uh, from uh, one of the tail enders. I didn't quite catch who it was in bat. Um, oh, it's the captain. Um, so they need 37 wins to win, uh, 37 runs to win, two wickets remaining. Um, we've got the new ball now with a, uh, at least 14 overs to go. There's going to be a winner tonight. And uh, the moment the way Australia are playing, it may well be them. So we will uh, we'll watch that with interest. Back to uh, individual players. Tom Dixon says, Ross, is there anything on goalkeeper Josh Griffiths from West Brom? 
not one that I've heard. Not one that I've that I've heard about Tom. So I, I you know, again, I couldn't comment too much on that one. I think, um, I think you know, Newcastle obviously have got a, a quite well stocked in the goalkeeping department. Nick Pope is um, is the number one, and in, in you know, he's had an exceptional season. You've got Martin Dubravka. You've got obviously Loris Carius, and and um, you still got Carl Darlow on the on on the books as well. So there's there's loads of there's loads of options for, for Newcastle in that goalkeeping department. I'd be surprised if it was a priority this summer, but then again, I, w- I didn't expect it to be a priority last summer. And and look what happened with, with Mick Pope coming in. So you, you never know, um, but I've not really heard anything about uh, about the West Brom player. Uh, another article that's uh, uh, on the Chronicle website um, is by Kieran Kelly about Simon Clapper, um, the new St. James's Park chief financial officer who was coming and uh, he was apparently quite um, useful in um, helping create the infrastructure that went to the next level at Leicester City um, a few years back and uh, they're saying that he could be quite useful, the tone of this article is saying he could be quite useful um, with regards to the stadium expansion, Ross. It's certainly worth it. It's certainly worth a, a read. Um, it's you know, Kevin it, it, does these does these pieces quite well. Where he goes kind of behind the scenes a little bit, and he speaks to, he, or he gets a, a, you know information, or speaks to people who are a little who are a slightly you know lesser well known, if you like, and 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 they kind of do a lot of work behind the scenes. So this one's a, an interesting one. Um, it, it, another good read by Kevin, and and it, it, what it, it what it does highlight for me, Steve, again is 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 that backroom team that Newcastle are pulling together or have pulled together over the last year, 18 months? You know, it's a, it's, it's as important, in my opinion, it's as important as the, the team that's recruited on the pitch. Because if Newcastle don't get the foundations right behind the scenes, if they don't get the right executive team in place um, off the pitch, then the, the club will never grow. It will never grow to the levels that it needs to. And, and Newcastle's executive team and, and director directors and direction under Mike Ashley for, for 14, 15 years was was limited. It was, you know, there was people in, in place who they didn't have the support around them. There wasn't the necessarily the expertise in certain areas, the the commercial arm and the marketing arm and everything else like that just dried up. It it wasn't it wasn't driven forward. And Newcastle are suffering still as a as a result of that, even even after the takeover. So to get the right people in place behind the scenes is is really really important. And we all we all know what what's what's needed with St James's Park. It's it needs refurbished. It needs redeveloped. It needs um, it needs you know it, whether it's. Whether it's a seventy thousand, whether it's a seventy-five thousand, whether it's just you know an extra five or six thousand seats in, it does need the capacity improved, and to to get that, I think they're going to have to they're going to have to be quite skillful. They're going to have to work with a lot of planning and 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 with the architects and everything else like that to to do it on the current site. Um, so the more people with the, with expertise, the better, because improving the facilities, improving the stadium, and, and getting more people into the ground. Is, is an absolute must um, and, and has to be and is a priority for Newcastle moving forward. 
Uh, fascinating game this. It's another four for Australia, but we've just had a, a drop catch by Stokes. Uh, it was another difficult catch. Like, uh, 30 more wins, uh, to 30 more runs to win this game now for Australia. 13 overs remaining and uh, two wickets needed by England. It's like one day cricket at its best. It's put it's a test match. Uh, fascinating, fascinating. Bruno, um, often linked um, with a move away, it seems, uh, rather than renewing his contract. Um, and, and ludicrous suggestions that Newcastle would uh, potentially use Bruno in some kind of makeshift to bring Rafinha in. I mean, where do these stories come from, Ross? It, 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 it fascinates me at times that, you know, that somebody who seems so happy would, would you know, would, would even contemplate leaving. And we've now got ex-players uh, coming out saying that they also feel that, you know, Newcastle will be constantly batting away interest uh, for Bruno. What, what's, your, what's your take on all of that? Uh- I've said this for, for a while now with, with Bruno. I think, look, he's an exceptional player and he's he's he's, he's somebody that is going to attract attention. And, and that's that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You know, if you want your players to be at the peak of their powers, you want your players to be playing well and, and, and you know, attracting interest from elsewhere, as long as you've got the means and the, the wherewithal and the ability to keep hold of them. And look, this is, this, this is nothing, nothing new. And certainly with a club like Newcastle, um, where they're not quite at the top table yet. I know. I know we're in Champions League. I know. Um, I know it's it's been a, a remarkable transformation over the last eighteen months to twenty four months. Um, but Newcastle still aren't on an established top level, you know, European team. That's that's just the fact of life. You know, they're not Barcelona. They're not Real Madrid. They're not, you know, Bayern Munich. They're not. Man United or, or Liverpool or, or people of, of even of that stature, uh, clubs of that stature. So when a player is, is performing particularly well, like like Bruno is, and he, again he's another one who could who could you know quite comfortably in my opinion fit into into a lot of the top teams in in Europe. Newcastle are going to just have to put up with some of this. They're going to have to get get used to get used to interest being shown in, in their players because. Because it, you know, if they're playing well and and Newcastle are, are, are not quite at that top table yet, then other clubs will come sniffing around. Now, it's it the Bruno ones. It, it's clear that he's that he's happy on on Tyneside. It's it's a non-story for for now in, in that sense. But it will come around again until he's put until he gets his new contract sorted. And even after that, it might not um, it might not you know put the story to bed. But while he's in Newcastle and while he's playing well. There will always be stories linking him with with other clubs, unfortunately. Yeah, and just touching on um, the the Brazilian international team, uh, great to see Joe Linton making his debut and capping it with a goal there, Ross. Yeah, <laughs> who saw this coming here? Who saw this one coming? You know, a couple of years ago. Nobody on here. <laughs> you know, Joe Linton, the this the this the non-scoring striker would be transformed into. A Brazilian international who scores on his on his debut, albeit in a in a bit of a nothing game, but take nothing away from him. Fantastic uh, to see, great transformation from 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 the player. And regardless of what happens with his Brazilian career now, regardless of whether he becomes a, a permanent fixture in the Brazil squad or or you know wins another 30, 40 caps or or whether you know he he he, he kind of. He disappears from from the radar a little bit. Regardless, it's it's a great positive story. It's a, um, 
it's it's memory that that he will now have and be able to treasure for the rest of his life and it's it's you know really fitting reward for a player who's stayed positive who's um put so much work and effort and and everything else like that into into his career um who's who stuck at it in difficult times i just think it's a fantastic story uh, if Bruno is signing a 200 grand a week contract, are we really that far away from Rice's wages, says uh, Ian? I mean, not sure there's confirmation that Bruno is going to be signing £200,000 a week contracts at Newcastle. I mean, certainly when Newcastle are banging on about financial fair play, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see whether that ever happens. But look, it's, you know, it's crazy money, isn't it? Uh, big, big move today for... Uh, Arsenal's perspective, um, you know, putting a ninety million pound bid in for Declan Rice, and that's been turned down. Ross, I mean, you know, Newcastle, I think, are a little bit away from paying those kind of wages at the moment. Yeah, they're away. They're away from paying those kind of um, those kind of transfer fees. I think, and they're away away from from you know that that kind of wage structure as well. And you've got to be careful, you know, because once you once you break the weird structure for one player, then, then all of a sudden another player wants it and a third player wants it and, and you create something that's that can spiral a little bit out of control unless you've got your finances in, in complete order and your castle's finances aren't in complete order at the minute. You know, yes, there's a new sponsorship deal come in and, it, and it's um it's it's a it's a really big sponsorship deal in in, in kind of the terms of where Newcastle have been previously and it's gonna it's gonna affect their Ability to attract better players and spend more money in a in a positive way, undoubtedly. But one step on on a road where your your Arsenal's and your Man United and your Liverpool's and your even your Spurs and, and and obviously Man City, they're they're so much further down that road that and and they've been down that road for a long long time. That you know Newcastle just playing catch up and and it will take a little bit of time, but. You know, like I go back to what I said said previously with with the people that they brought into play into place off the pitch and behind the scenes and a lot of the work that's been done there which which doesn't always get seen then I've got no doubt Newcastle will close that gap on on Arsenal and City and, and Liverpool and and be able to compete with them on, on on wages and on transfer fees as well over a period of time Another half chance there um, goes begging uh, for, for England 29 win uh, 29 29 more runs to win for, for Australia. Still on a knife edge this game. Benny says, the way our recruitment is going, Minty and potentially the lad from West Brom, this time next year, our signings may well get the guys returning from loan. This is what well run looks like, which is a good point as well. With one year left and the financial troubles they have, that should be they should be snapping our arm off for $50 million, uh, just with regards to James Madison. Uh, John Ars has surprisingly heard no interest in Joe Linton. What... Uh, w- why wouldn't they want him, especially at his age? Um, Ross, where do you think Kim Min Jae will go? Of course, linked with Newcastle and Manchester United. Uh, there's a little sniff of Bayern Munich, isn't there? Bayern Munich might be interested in him, so that might be that might be uh, another one. Again, you know, he's a he's a player who's, who's seemingly in demand, and and, and will have a, a pick of clubs across across Europe. But Bayern Munich seems to be. Um, Seems to be one of the the, the big favourites for, for his signature at the minute. Yeah, Ross, uh, what do you think about the huge restructuring of the network, uh, the scouting network, so more organised throughout even the UK? Is it the way forward, says Barry? Oh, it's 100% the way forward, yeah. It's 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 a restructuring which has been obviously much um, 
you know, again, one area that had been neglected under previous previous owners and, and ownership and, and regimes of there's been the, the scouting network and um and Newcastle's ability to to attract, you know, or, or to, to recognise and and scout young players across uh, across the UK and get them into into the club. So I think, you know, that's that's the impact that you're seeing, I think, of Dan Ashworth coming in, who's 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 meticulous on that side on youth structure and, and youth um youth development um and, and you know scouting and recruitment is, is a key part of that these days as well you, you know long gone are the days where you could just you know whistle down a pit and a, and a number nine would uh, number nine striker would jump out it's 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 a much more um scientific approach these days using using you know data um using using a lot more uh, techniques um and Newcastle just need to needed to, to step into 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 the 2020s to be honest you know the, 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 a lot of their their processes and recruitment was was you know still stuck you know 10 12 years ago probably so um the restructure is has been great it's been great to see and you know you look at some of the names that are now working in the club people who um some of us may may know from around around the scenes and, and whatever, and there's some good people in there, some really good, talented people in there who, who have the best interests of Newcastle United at heart. Second new ball's been taken by England, 27 runs for Australia. As I said, it's on a knife edge. Uh, would you be happy with Lascelles to move on, says John? Uh, from a football perspective, yes, probably, as long as you bring somebody else in who's who's better, um, and I think, I think Newcastle will. From a, um, a club perspective, I, I, I think you know Jamal Sales has contributed a heck of a lot over the years to Newcastle. Um, you know, in terms of his leadership, in terms of uh, what he's what he's brought to the to the dressing room, the change room, plus what he's done on the pitch as well. Don't forget, he is a he's a Premier League player. He's a very good player. You, you get to a certain level, and and that might be your ceiling, and, and it might be that this is you know Jamal Sales has kind of reached his ceiling, but. He's a he's a very very good player who's been a great servant to Newcastle. And if and when he does leave the club, and and I assume it will be this summer, I hope he's um, hope he's treated with I hope his departure's treated with the respect that he that he deserves for what he's done for Newcastle over the last uh, over the last few years. Uh, Roger, good evening. Says Ross, how many more personnel do you think we'll manage to add to our commercial team before next season? I think it's ongoing, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, I've got no idea about it on on numbers, to be honest. But they'll, they'll, you know, they'll they'll keep working behind the, the scenes because it's it's an important part of of modern day football. You know, in in terms of being able to to provide the finances and provide the the links that that ultimately give Eddie Howe or whoever else is 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 in charge of recruitment the the platform for them to be able to go and bring the best players in to to shine on the pitch. So. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll certainly be an ongoing process. I would have thought, Steve. Roger also says, do you think the priority is centre midfield, defensive centre midfield, over left back? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think I think the defense, I think the centre midfield is is the key priority. Whether it's um, whether it's a defensive midfielder or, or somebody who can play as a as a, a sort of an eight, um, you know, who can who can get forward and back. Um, but I do think that's the priority this summer. You looked at the numbers last season. You looked at the resources. Certainly in the second half of the season, when when John Joe Shelby left and wasn't really replaced, Bruno was struggling with with niggles and knocks. Um, 
you know, Sean Longstaff picked up a knock. Joe Linton had, had nicks and in, in knocks and niggles as well. And you know, you were you were left with basically for three positions. You were left with with Bruno, Sean Longstaff, um, Joe Willick, Joe Linton, and and maybe you know, and Elliot Anderson could could fit in there. It was really really quite light on bodies towards the end of the season. So it's it's absolutely a place that um, that they they need to strengthen, that they will strengthen, and that is a priority for them. Barry also wants to know tonight, do you think there's a chance of getting Celez uh, back at St. James's Park in some kind of position? He's left QBR. Yeah, I saw that. I was just reading that briefly, I think, last night. Yeah, I, I didn't read it in too much detail, so I don't know why he's, why he's left. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, he's done a, you know, he's, he, He's in a castle hero. He's in a castle legend. I'd be surprised if he came into the club in a in a in, a, in an official capacity. But um, it'd certainly be nice to see him back up at St James's Park in some form. Yeah, Benny watched a detailed HITC sevens video on the Brighton method of recruitment. They redesigned their scouting department away from geographical scouts to positional scouts. It's amazing. Watch me give that a, a watch myself. Uh, agree. Uh, Lascelles is a true leader, says John. Are we any closer, says Mark, to uh, selling any of the deadwood from the squad? Darlow, Fraser and the likes. And uh, Barry also wants to know, is there any news on outgoings? Would love to see the back of Fraser and Hendricks. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, the, the, the them negotiations and, and talks are, are, are constantly ongoing in, in Newcastle are, are keen to, to sell players as well as recruit this. this summer. Carl Darlow has got a, a couple of clubs that are, that are interested in them. Whole City are, are one. Um, Middlesbrough, I believe, are, are another one as well. So he, he has got um, clubs sniffing around him. I've not heard too much about about Ryan Fraser, but look, Newcastle, they know that there's you know six or seven of the, of the fringe players who who might come back to the uh, the club this summer who, who won't be anywhere near the first team and and will need to be moved on, whether that's on loan or, or permanent deals. Obviously, the one of the issues is you know Newcastle are paying a. a a certain level of wage that that championship clubs might not be able to to match. Um, so players are, are well entitled, you know, once they've signed a contract and they might have two years left on the contract or a year left on the contract on certain money. They're more more than entitled to, to sit on that um, on sit on on the rest of that contract and, and let it play out. So that'll be one issue that Newcastle have to solve. But but there's at least you know I would say I would say you could probably name six or seven players that that Newcastle are looking to to move on this summer. John says, if you had a choice between Sabozlai, Madison or Diaby, and you can only buy one, which one would you take, Ross? Um, Madison, I think. Um, Sabozlai looks looks a real talent, but I haven't really seen enough of him. Um, Diaby, I'm not convinced that one that deal is going to come back, but you never know. I think uh, I think Madison with... I, I would, I'll be honest, I was unsure on, on the Madison link when it first came out. I just thought he wasn't quite what Newcastle needed at that particular time. But... Now that they're in the Champions League, having seen the way some teams try to set up against them in the in probably the final third of that of the season, I think someone like James Madison it would be uh, would be ideal for Newcastle. Do you think we'll go for Calvin Phillips at Man City? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I like them. I personally like them. I don't know if Eddie Howe does. I don't know if, if Newcastle's recruitment side do. I'm, I'm not sure on that one. But I think he's a I think he's a good player. Um, you know, he obviously didn't get that much game time at, at City um, last season for for one reason or the other. He, 
you know, he still won a treble, Lord, and he still he still won the Champions League and, and everything else like that. So would he be? I'm sure he was. Uh, he was still relatively happy with his life. I think he's a good player. He's obviously had uh, injury um, issues and and fitness stuff and whatever. So um, you know that might be an issue, but um, but I think he's a cracking player. Seventeen runs required. Um, not looking good this at all now. Uh, drop catches no. probably being the story of the day. I still think we uh, declared too early in the uh, in the first innings, but uh, you've got to take uh, you've got to give them credit. Like they've they've gone for it. England they haven't held back. David Cook says, any chance we can get Saudi clubs to take our spa players for decent fees? Oh yeah, well, get get uh, get forty million for Ryan Fraser or um, maybe sell, you never know. Sell, Jeff Hendricks, I've seen him score. <laughs> sell Jamal Lewis for. For uh, for twenty million, yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> crazy, crazier things have happened, haven't they? Really, it's a it's a strange one, isn't it? The, the, the whole Saudi thing in in um, in terms of taking players, like we touched on before, it's 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 a real interesting one. You know, Newcastle though will will have to be very careful with any would have to be very careful with anything like that. Otherwise, it would be it would be deemed as as you know breaking whatever rules that 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 FIFA and, and whatever have in place. So it's a, it's an interesting one. But look, the, 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 the Saudi League's keen on, on bringing players in. It looks like they just want to bring in the, the, the top, top players, though, the statement signings who are going to, who are going to track the headlines, who are going to make, make a big difference. Um, and I, I'm not sure that, you know, when they're, when they're looking at people like, um, like Benzema and Ronaldo, that, um, that Ryan Fraser quite fits into that bracket. Mm. It was a big day yesterday for, for Newcastle United fans in general who are season ticket holders. Uh, the renewals have now opened. Um, I presume you will have seen a bit of uh, the stuff that's been going backwards and forwards on social media. A bit of confusion, but it's not unusual when technology and, and humans are put together uh, with, with something <laughs> new that um, things can go a bit pear-shaped, mate. So it, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put this down to Newcastle United. It's just human nature, isn't it? We're not all as good is the next man on the computer? No, no, we're not. And, and look, is 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 kind of systems move forward and, and technology advances and, and develops. Then it's always going to. And anytime there's any kind of change as well, Steve. You know, everyone's everyone's always a little bit unsure about it. Everybody likes to keep keep things as they were and, and, and ticking on as you know in the same form. Um, so. Yeah, it, it doesn't surprise us that there's a little bit of a confusion and disquiet and, and a few, you know, disgruntlement. But but that's it's always going to be the same anytime that you try to you try to to move on and, and move things forward. Yeah, and and I guess as well. I mean, there was a lot of people, you know, open arms because of ticket prices going up. But I mean, it's the price you have to pay for success, Ross. Surely, you know, the the will will be tickets going up, and I mean. You know, ultimately, season tickets on average were going up by about five percent, which, in the grand scheme of things, isn't a huge rise. It's not. It's not, Steve. But at the same time, it would have been. It would have just imagine that statement if you if Newcastle come out and said, "Look, we're, we're freezing season ticket prices. We understand the cost of living and, and the the issues that that you know hardworking folk in, in Newcastle and in the northeast are facing. So we're going to freeze our, our ticket prices as a thank you for everything that you did last season, etc. etc. If imagine the imagine the, the the power of that statement if it had come out now. I don't know I don't know where Newcastle's finances are at. I really don't. You know and and so I'm not 
not even gonna I'm not even gonna you know guess at it but for the for the amount of revenue that they're gonna make from putting their prices up by five percent is it is it gonna make that bigger difference in terms of the, the commercial arm in terms of how much the, their ability to run the club um now that they're in the Champions League and they're expecting and they've got the sponsorship and they've got the the commercial elements, you know, improving. Is that extra 5% that they're making on ticket sales going to make that much difference? Or would it have made more of a difference to uh, Joe Public if their ticket had, had stayed at the same price? That's all I would, that's that's all I really want to kind of say on that um, because I, I do appreciate it's a thorny subject, but that's just the feeling that that, that was left with me once I saw the, 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 the statement and on the, the prices going up. It would have been great if, if they've been able to freeze them as a thank you to, to fans and say, look, you know, appreciate it. It's tough times. But like I say, I don't know enough about Newcastle's finances. I don't know. They, they might need that extra 5% to, 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 I don't know, improve the club in, in some way that I'm not, that I'm not aware of. Mm, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's inevitable. That's that. that, that and, and with the incoming in the commercial department, new people coming in, they will have a blueprint of what they want to do and how they've done at a previous club. So I guess, you know, that will play a big part. But yeah, look, it's it's happened. Uh, we've just got to get on with it. And um, if you're no good on the computer, like I said last night, get somebody to help you. There's always somebody who will help you, I am sure. Uh, friendlies, uh, we, we know that Rangers was was announced. We, we, we did get one for Gateshead as well. It, it sold out really quickly. And I mean, you and I are both, you know, supporters of, of non-league football in this area, uh, both been involved in it as well at different levels uh, over the years, Ross. Uh, great to see Newcastle, you know, going across to National League side, Gayshead's ground, the International Stadium, uh, on the 15th of July, half past 12 kickoff. Uh, 7,000 tickets sold out. I think a lot of people will be going, only 7,000 tickets? I thought it held more than that. Well, it does, but unfortunately, due to licensing regulations, um, you know, it, it's an undisclosed capacity, but they can't sell more than 7,000 tickets. So, um, great to see them supporting Gated. Oh, I, I was really pleased as that one, Steve. It really, it really did. You know, again, I, you know, I, I probably go back to it every time I'm on the on the program. But I remember, you know, you in, in under the Keegan era when Newcastle went to to the Gated Stadium to to um, to play a pre-season friendly. I think it was the first or one of the first games after after Sir Les had signed and after. Um, uh, maybe Genola and a couple of others. It was certainly around that time, anyhow. And I remember being there and watching it. It was, you know, it's a great, it's great to support teams like that, clubs like that who were we've got close links with Newcastle, but you know, need a little bit of support and need a little bit of assistance at, at times. And and that that game will generate so much money for um, for Gateshead. It'll increase their profile as well. Um, make make a big difference to it to a club like Gateshead. Um, so I thought it was a fantastic uh, a fantastic touch from Newcastle to to introduce that friendly. David says last time he went to Gateshead he saw Guns and Roses. Uh, <laughs> and Les, yes, the uh, the Newcastle versus Rangers game is being shown on NUFC TV. Got to get the bed to bed now. Says John, all the best. Cheers, uh, John. I uh, hope everything is going. Uh, well with you and the Ben. Uh, other uh, friendlies that are rumoured at the moment as well, one against the Saudi Pro League side um, is supposed to be under consideration. Uh, there's also a match against Bruno's former club, Leon, which has been mooted. Not confirmed yet, but uh, the Shields Gazette um, uh, 
covered both of those potential uh, friendlies uh, this week. So uh, we will wait and see. Uh, give us a, a quick uh, shout out to where people can find your work and, and where people can log on. Is there anything going on at the Chronicle as well? Any any polls or anything that we should be interested in? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we've still we've, we've put one last push out for the uh, for the big forum survey, getting our fans feedback on all sorts of, of issues around um, around the the ground and um, stadium development and transfers and the ownership and everything else like that. So there's a big push of that. If you go into the into the Chronicles live blog today, I think there's a link to it. And there we've also um, so we're pushing that. That's going to be open for about another 24, 48 hours, and then we'll publish the results. We've had a you know, a phenomenal uh, response on it, seven, 8,000, maybe more um, responses up to that. So it gives a good indication of what the fan base are, are thinking and what the fan base are, uh, are feeling. Um, and we've got other bits and pieces that we'll be running all the way through the through the summer as well. We're going to launch um, in July, actually, which I think will be a nice uh, a nice little kind of series of, of pieces and, and votes and polls. We're going to do something on the, on the academy, on the next generation of, Newcastle players coming through and and who are the, the ones to watch who are the ones that you would like to see um get more um more exposure in the first team you know we've seen obviously Elliot Anson make a bit of a breakthrough this season we've seen Lewis Miley on the on the cusp of um of of the first team and make his debut in the in in the in the last game of the season there's there's a few more who are bubbling under there so we're going to profile those um give them a little bit of of exposure and and then again um, ask for, for fans and, and readers' opinions on on you know should these players be given more of an opportunity? Do they need to go out on loan to to develop their careers and and just give that next generation a, a little bit of a plug as well? Great stuff as always, Ross. Pleasure to spend an hour with you, mate. Look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care, pal. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, everyone. Mr. Steven Sayers, I'm arresting you on suspicion of armed robbery. You do not have to say anything, but anything you do say may be used in evidence against you. I shall be moving on soon, so I want to ask you a favor. Name it. Don't make the same mistake that me and my brothers have done. And if you try, they'll throw away the key.